This episode of Weekly Weird News is sponsored by Bombas and by Manscaped. So the reason that this episode's going out several days earlier than usual is that we're leaving town for the weekend to do our live show in Austin with Rooster Teeth, yeah. which you can still get tickets for. Depending on when you're watching this. Yeah, but having to put out an episode of Weekly Weird News with just a half of a week's worth of material, it made me worry that we might not have enough to talk about. And thankfully, I was wrong to worry, because there's plenty to cover, starting with multiple new entries in a category that is admittedly low-hanging fruit, but still a bottomless well of insanity in this country. The Republican Party. They outdid themselves again? Like kids, Republican politicians say the darndest things. <laughs> and uh, let's just kick things off with a clip of Nebraska State Senator Bruce Bostelman. It's called something called furries. If you don't know what furries are, it's where school children dress up as animals, cats or dogs, during the school day. They meow and they bark, and they interact with their school, with the teachers and that in this fashion. And now schools are wanting to put litter boxes in the schools for these children to use. How is this sanitary? I even heard from one person here recently, he said that a, that a, that a student identified as a cat and wanted a litter box and the school didn't provide the litter box so the student went ahead and defecated on the floor. Really? Really? School administrators, what is going on? Nebraska Department of Education, what is going on? State Board of Education, what is going on? If some kids can't wear American flag to walk through the school on their shirt, and you keep them out of school, and you kick them out of school, but it's okay if, if they wear a cat costume, and that's fine, and you have a litter box for them, and that's fine? So, yeah, um, in addition to grooming little kids by acknowledging the existence of gay people and teaching little kids graduate-level critical race theory, American teachers are also turning our kids into furries and making them so convinced that they're actual animals that they're just shitting all over the floor. Wow. I mean, that's almost too crazy to, to be true. Clown world, am I right? Uh, and that's because, of course, it isn't true. And it's actually just the latest example of the way paranoid, completely unfounded speculation on Facebook trickles all the way up to the halls of government with no one at any point actually checking to see if what they're all worked up about is even real. They literally want to believe. Yeah, they get off on being mad. Why would anyone go on the internet and lie? So the origin of the whole furries shitting in litter boxes rumor is hard to pin down but it previously made the news back in February when a school district in Iowa had to make an official statement telling parents that the bullshit they keep calling and emailing about is not actually a thing that's happening. Uh, here's Iowa news outlet KCRG. A school district in Iowa has been hit with rumors saying that students who identify as cats are allowed to use litter boxes in the school restrooms. Carroll School District Superintendent Casey Burlow said it got so bad that he had to send a letter to students and parents on Monday. Quote, the rumor is that our schools have litter boxes in the restrooms to accommodate individuals who are self-identifying as animals. This is simply and emphatically not true, Burlau wrote. The same story has popped up at a few school districts across the country, starting with Midland Public Schools in Michigan in December after a parent brought up concerns about litter boxes in restrooms at a school board meeting. Midland Public School Superintendent Michael E. Shero also had to address those rumors, saying they were false. 
Iowa State Education Association Director Mary Jane Cobb said the litter box rumors are a right-wing attempt to mock LGBTQ plus restroom equality. Quote, it's absurd and it's mean-spirited and it is absolutely not the focus we should be having right now, Cobb said. Yeah, the, the next newsletter is like, wouldn't you know it, uh, a cheetah won the track team meet. What, what's <laughs> going to happen next? Yeah. That's, that is literally the next step for believability for these people. And there's like people who refuse to go to like the actual school and just, I don't know, look around or be involved in their kids' lives in any way. And based on what other like school board meetings that we've seen in the past couple of years, uh, half these people probably don't even have kids. Yeah, no, they're, just, they're just uh, firing off wild they're, emails. Yeah, they're just on Facebook all day long, just uh, finding things to yell at public officials about, mm-hmm. even though it does not directly affect their lives at all. Yeah, so even uh, before that, though, the Daily Beast did a whole deep dive into why this furry panic was suddenly popping up at school districts around the country. And it's pretty nuts how many examples of it there are in so many different places. From that article, it happened every time a school board member spoke up about changes to the Central York School District's COVID-19 plan. Meow! A group of four people would taunt from the back of the room. Cat! Amelia McMillan, a parent in the Pennsylvania district, recognized the four people. They'd supported Central York's recent and now overturned ban on certain school books, many of them about race. After the mid-January meeting ended, McMillan said she saw the group corner a local father in a hallway. They were yelling at him about his kid being a furry, McMillan told the Daily Beast. The group cited, quote, an email someone sent to the board about furries. I heard him say, leave my kid out of this. Two administrators from the school broke up this interaction and shuffled the four aggressors out of the building and then asked the father if he was all right. He told everyone standing there, myself included, that they were calling his child a furry and he asked them to stop. Uh, here's some more from, uh, from this article. The rumors simmered for months in districts like Central York last year, where a concerned parents Facebook group promoted fears that furries could be in your child's classroom, hissing at your child and licking themselves. But it was in Michigan's Midland School District, not Central York, that the claims finally caught fire. Quote, Yesterday I heard that at least one of our schools in our town has in one of the unisex bathrooms a litter box for the kids that identify as cats, a speaker at a school board meeting said in a video that went viral in January. And I am really disturbed by that. Michigan GOP co-chair Michonne Maddock soon amplified the cat scat claims. <laughs> the cat scat claims. Mm-hmm. Quote, kids who identify as furries get a litter box in the school bathroom, Maddock wrote on Facebook. Parent heroes will take back our schools. Oh, God. Midland public schools do not provide litter boxes, unisex or otherwise. The district superintendent debunked the rumor in a scathing email. Quote, it is unconscionable that this afternoon I am sending this communication. His email to parents began. Nevertheless, the allegations soon spread to Texas, where a GOP candidate and activist with the right-wing parents group Moms for Liberty <laughs> added her own baseless claims about special privileges for furry students. Quote, cafeteria tables are being lowered in certain Round Rock ISD middle and high schools to allow furries to more easily eat without utensils or their hands, i.e. like a dog eats from a bowl, she tweeted. <laughs> we are so far gone in this country from reality. Mr. G, <laughs> press the button. <laughs> like, this is so... There's no way we come back as a society to some shred of normalcy, right? No, we're, it's terminal. I, I I am blown away by this. This is First of all, this is awesome. Because, <laughs> because you would... 
anyone who has gone through middle and high school would safely assume that anyone actually using a litter box would probably have a cleaner situation than any other kid who has to use the restroom during school hours. That is true. The janitors clapped. Yeah. They were like, finally. This is a great idea. I love it. All I have to do is shake it out into the trash can. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, this is all uh, just just a big waste of time for a bunch of do-nothing moms who get angry at thing, things on the internet. Just, yeah, literally just getting piping mad about things that are not actually happening. Just a complete fiction in the they, they are fucking cosplaying, role-playing as, like, heroes. Moms for liberty. The it's, parents will take back our schools. Oh, my God, it is so... I would love to just be a fly on the wall at the dinner table of one of these families. It's like, what did you do today? I defended your constitutional yeah. rights. I'm fighting to get that litter box removed from that bathroom at your school. Mom, we don't have a litter box in the bathroom. Shut up. How many times do I have to tell you? No, I saw it on Facebook. You have a litter box in the bathroom. Yeah, you. what'd you have for lunch today? Oh, soup? Yeah, you can thank your lucky stars that I was out there defending your right to use a spoon. Yeah. Otherwise, you'd be lapping it up like an animal. Yeah, with your tongue. Yeah. And doing it backwards Developing like Developing all kinds of weird fetishes. Anyways, in case you're not aware, shitting in litter boxes and eating out of bowls aren't actually things that furries do. These people don't literally believe that they are animals. They just like dressing up like them and hanging out with similarly minded people. As for the actual origins of the litter box rumor, writer Patch O'Fur of the <laughs> furry news site Dog Patch Press, is it an Irish furry? Patch O'Fur. <laughs> Uh, Patch O'Fur uh, did an even deeper dive on the subject and concluded that while it was probably something said despairingly about furries going back to at least the 90s, one of the oldest documented examples was a Pittsburgh radio host commenting on a blog post in 2008 that he'd heard it from a security guard who worked at a local furry convention. So yeah, it's always just kind of been one of those urban legends that someone heard from someone else and they heard it from someone else and uh, yeah, all these years later you've got literal elected officials repeating it as if it's a fact in order to scare parents and keep the culture war churning along. Uh, but to his credit, and I'm giving the tiniest amount of credit here, uh, Nebraska State Senator Bruce Bostelman did end up issuing a statement saying that he'd gone and checked with the school district and uh, found out that it wasn't actually true, which it seems like something he should have done before uh, giving an impassioned speech about this, but you know, he was just so concerned that he, he had to spread this information, this misinformation, as quickly as possible, you see. Quote, it was just something that I felt that if this is really happening, we needed to address it and address it quickly. It's the most important thing affecting uh, my state and uh, city that I could think of. Literally, there's nothing more important than this right now. We got to get this out. Yeah. We'll worry about details later. Now, to be fair, do I think that throughout history of furries yeah someone of them taken a has shit definitely them. taken a shit in a litter box sure yeah sure there are, i'm i'm there's Any, anything yeah. you can think of has happened yes uh but just in general like the pooping and eating aspects of animal cosplay are not uh also i love the, the idea that like a middle school aged kid is walking around in like a three thousand dollar custom built furry suit yeah, that's the thing. And they like, usually just uh, put the tails on. So, yeah, that's the thing. A lot of this uh, seems to stem from the fact that um, a lot of, like, tweens and teens, uh, they, they got those cat ears that they like wearing. Yeah, who gives a shit? And they're it's like, great. oh, you... so clearly this child thinks that she is a cat. She believes that she is literally a cat. She probably poops in a This is box. the slippery slope we were talking about, folks. This is Joe Biden's America. Mm, mm -hmm. This is why China is going to defeat us on the battlefield <laughs> in World War III. <laughs> 
Ooh. <laughs> I mean, what? Whatever. Like, I mean, ooh is a plague uh, infecting this country. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to a local school board meeting and complain about that. We yeah. need to ban ooh and all this weird little ooh speak. Yeah, I it's mean, weird. I don't like it. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think uh, every day we stray further from God's light. <laughs> it's true. But speaking of Republicans telling lies. Telling lies? Telling lies. Uh, Congressman Madison Cawthorn, who cannot walk, is in big trouble with his fellow Republicans in Congress for telling lies about them. Oh, my God. Except maybe he isn't lying. I mean, it's hard to say. He does lie a lot. It's kind of his thing. <laughs> and the statements that have, uh, that have him in hot water currently with his colleagues, they are very scandalous. Uh, but his claims are also very believable if you already believe that the conservatives in government are all secretly depraved little freaks. So what exactly did he say? Well, here's the hill. Representative Madison Cawthorn, Republican of North Carolina, claimed in an interview posted Thursday that fellow lawmakers have invited him to an orgy and done cocaine in front of him. The remarks from Cawthorn, 26, who in his 14 months as a congressman has developed a reputation for unpredictable statements, came in the context of a discussion about whether in Warrior Poet Society podcast host John Lovell's words, House of Cards was a fictitious show, or if it was closer to like a documentary. The only thing that isn't accurate about that show is that you could never get a piece of legislation about education passed that quickly, Cawthorn told Lovell. I look at all these people, a lot of them that I've looked up to through my life. I've always paid attention to politics, Cawthorn said. Then all of a sudden you get invited to, well, hey, we're going to have a kind of sexual get together at one of our homes. You should come. I'm like, what did you just ask me to do? Cawthorn added. And then you realize they're asking you to come to an orgy. Cawthorn also claimed to have seen other people leading anti-addiction efforts doing cocaine in front of him. Quote, or the fact that, you know, some of the people that are leading on the movement to try and remove addiction in our country, and then you watch them do, you know, a key bump of cocaine right in front of you. And it's like, wow, this is wild, he told Lovell. I mean, wow, uh, credit where it's due. I mean, we're not fans of Madison Cawthorn at, at all, but uh, we do applaud his decision to blow the whistle on all of his, his cocaine and orgy-having colleagues um, and to do so in such a casual way. Yeah, he just tweeted it out. Yeah. <laughs> I worked on this story for months, <laughs> and he just went on a podcast. Uh, so, unfortunately, those colleagues, they aren't happy about this. And when you think of specifically the type of person that Madison Cawthorn is, they're the only colleagues, the only politicians he could be talking about are other Republicans. Yeah. Because the, anyone from the opposing political party finds him repugnant. Yeah, they don't want to spend time around him. Yes. Here's Politico. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy is planning to sit down with... <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get down to your oh, level. Oh, no. Uh, to planning to sit down with Representative Madison Cawthorn and talk to the North Carolina Republican about his latest incendiary public comment, suggesting that some of his colleagues invited him to orgies as well as used cocaine in front of him. And I'd like to point out that he's getting a talking to about this, but not siding with Vladimir Putin. Yeah, or like any of the other insane Yeah, but I'm, I'm talking about the last two weeks. Like, dude was straight up like, you know Zelensky? Yeah, he's, he's a, a thug. thug. And now he's just like, yeah, people do cocaine and they have sex. And they're like, whoa, whoa, hey whoa, now. whoa, whoa. Hey, now. Ah, you've gone a step too far. Anyways, during a closed-door House GOP conference meeting on Tuesday, multiple Republicans in the room said lawmakers stood up to air their anger and frustration over Cawthorn portraying his own colleagues as Bacchanalian and sexual deviants. 
In one case, Representative Steve Womack, a Republican from Arkansas, stood up and addressed his colleagues, telling them that he rarely speaks during the closed-door weekly meetings, but felt he must address the topic because he's now getting questions about participants in Cawthorn's alleged orgies and drug use. Womack remarked that many lawmakers go to bed at 9 p.m. and still use fax machines and flip phones, stating that it was inappropriate to paint them with a broad brush, as Cawthorn did. <laughs> Listen, some of us do the cocaine and orgies, but not all of us. Not me. Yeah, well, so... <laughs> I think it's it's very telling that this was such a hot button issue behind closed doors with so many Republicans. Yeah, they doth protest too much, perhaps. This is as serious to them as shitting in a litter box at school. They are like, you know, the, uh, the uh, two calling, problems facing this country. Yeah, ca- calling Zelensky a thug asleep. Uh, someone saying anything about our orgies. And I also love that it's just like I would. As a man who uses a fax machine, yeah. I would never do cocaine or have an orgy. As if the rise of the fax machine did not happen in the 1980s. Yeah. The cocaine and orgy Just decade. Put all your keys in the bowl. <laughs> and all those keys, they have little bumps on them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, pretty wild stuff. and um, Seemingly accurate based on the reaction. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, there's, of course, now calls for Madison Cawthorn, if he's telling the truth, to name names. He's going to be like uh, AOC. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was... Uh, it was uh, uh, Kamala Harris. Uh, Ilhan Omar. You'd be surprised. <laughs> like, that's the thing. I mean, if this wasn't true, everyone would have been like, who the fuck gives a shit what this guy says? Yeah. So yeah, he... He apparently he only really hangs out with other the hardcore MAGA members of Congress, so that narrows it down a little bit, but not by much. He also implies that it's politicians that he looked up to for years, so that would narrow it down to the more prominent figures. But I mean, it, he he's looking up at everybody, yeah, because he's it, sitting down all the time. But it would, <laughs> but it would also seemingly rule out the obvious sex freak suspects, Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene, who both only joined Congress relatively recently, um, or. Again, he could just be talking entirely out of his ass. Uh, it's it's actually possible, and this is my theory, it's possible that everything Madison Cawthorn said is true, but only accidentally true. He, he lied, but his lie was the truth. And that's the funniest possible interpretation of this whole thing. Yeah, he was just like firing off in the dark, and then it was just, just trying like, to whoa, sound whoa, cool. Whoa, whoa. Like, Hold on, how the fuck... How did he find out about our orgies? I thought that our orgies were a circle of trust. Jacob Wall's on the phone... What is he? What is this guy doing? He's blowing it. Um, and I only make fun of his wheelchair boundness because of the way that he presented uh, the way that he got there. And, yeah, he and, lied. He and pretended not, not the fact that he got it in uh, a drunk driving accident home from spring break. Yeah, he uh, just regularly uh, presents himself as some sort of wounded warrior. Yeah, like a combat is, wounded veteran. That is not the case. No, yeah. I look. I'm. I feel bad for anyone who. Uh, gets injured like that, but the fact that, like, you basically did a stolen valor uh, kind yeah. of thing for it is, uh, you know, and then I'm with, upset about. Even when the with the truth, he lied. He's like, oh, my, my friends, they all abandoned me. They just left me to die. Nobody liked you. <laughs> and also, didn't he, like, try to fuck over his friend in that situation? Yeah, he, he lied, said his friend left him to die when his friend, like, pulled him out of a burning vehicle. Like, it's, uh, yeah, he's insane. Even the story about how he met his wife is just, like, so full of, like, factual... Holes. That whole thing like, is fucking it's like weird too. There's literally too. no way what he's saying is true. Yeah, he was like, okay, he was, like I went to a casino. I, I just decided to hop on over to Russia from 
uh, Norway, which you can't do. You need a visa. You need you can't just decide to go over to Russia. He's like, so I went to this, this casino in Moscow. Does, uh, gambling, St. Petersburg, to be fair. Whatever. G- gambling, not legal. Yeah. There's no fucking casinos in St. Petersburg. Then he met uh, another like military American who invited him to a party with a cro- to meet CrossFit people in Miami, and he introduced him to his like the whole thing is bizarre. Yeah, it's a weird story. It's like, why would you... Either this guy has the most interesting life in the world, or he's a total fucking dweeb who lies about everything. Yeah. Yeah. He's also a total sex pest, according to uh, everyone... Everyone at college. Everyone at college. And, like, we're not talking about some, like, SJW college classmates. Like, this guy went to an extremely conservative Christian college, and even the people there thought he was a piece of shit. Yeah. So... But who knows? I guess, uh... There was a picture of him coming out of Kevin McCarthy's office, and it did kind of look like he'd been crying. So, I don't know if we're going to see... I don't know if we're going to hear any names. Uh, yeah. Whatever, I just like seeing him cry. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, rounding out our Republicans saying weird shit roundup is some Giuliani news. Oh, baby. Rudy Giuliani is, of course, an endless source of hilariously insane bullshit, but he's kept a relatively low profile since completely debasing himself in his unsuccessful attempts to overturn the 2020 election. Rudy isn't the only Giuliani, though. I mean, there's also his son, Andrew Giuliani, who, much like Donald Trump Jr., has mostly functioned as a cheerleader for his father. Uh, but he's actually currently running for governor of New York, and at a recent rally, he really outdid himself. Uh, Anti-trans rhetoric is so hot right now among Republicans, but rather than sticking to the same tired talking points that we've all heard so many times, Andrew Giuliani went above and beyond in his commentary. Here's what he said, as reported by The Daily Beast. And actually, first, a little bit of context here. Um, What I'm about to read, Andrew Giuliani is talking about his baby daughter. He's he's talking about a baby. And this is someone else's words, by the way, YouTube algorithm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here goes. Brace yourselves. She made a promise to me on the first day, right? My wife was sleeping and I'm holding her, my daughter, in my arms. And I get emotional thinking about it. But she made a promise with me. She shook my hand and I said, I'm the only boyfriend till you're 25 years old. (laughs) Shake hands. Shook my hand. So I have changed the diapers. I have looked under the hood. She's a woman. What? I'm going to be the last guy in a long time that looks under the hood right there. But guess what? She was born a woman, and she's going to stay a woman. It's that simple. I've seen the goods. There's, like, it's, like, I don't know how you take, it's already, like, a hateful statement, and he does it in the most insane, creepy way possible. It takes a lot to offend me. That vagina's going to stay a vagina, am I right? Yeah. This is so fucking weird. At least Rudy Giuliani waited till the twilight of his career to just become a freak. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, uh, could you imagine, like, saying anything like what that? What the fuck? Like, why is everyone looking at me? <laughs> like, I'm blunt. I thought it was going to be bad, but I hadn't read the quote. And when you were reading it, I was disgusted. <laughs> just, just disgusted. Looked under the hood. What the oh. fuck? Just like, how... It's the creepiest possible way. I've changed the diapers. I've looked under the hood. We are broken. <laughs> this Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> this is so fucked. So uh. he's probably going to win. Actually, no, probably not. He's running for governor in New York State. Uh, it's going to be a Democrat, almost certainly. <laughs> yeah. And if it's a Republican, it's probably not going to be him. Because uh, last time I checked, the state of New York, not really fond of the Giuliani family. 
no. as much anymore. No. But uh, anyway. Uh, that's, that's enough politics <laughs> for now. Let's switch gears over to local news, specifically local Portland, Oregon news. Uh, earlier this year, we talked about how Dylan the Pickle, the mascot for the Portland Pickles amateur baseball team, was kidnapped and feared gone for good. Though we're happy to report that apparently Dylan was anonymously returned to the team a little over a week later. A mascot uniform is a pretty weird thing for someone to steal, but now another Portland character has similarly been robbed of a possession that seemingly no thief would have any actual use for. Meet the Unipiper. So yes, that was a man wearing a Darth Vader mask and a kilt, riding a unicycle while playing the Star Wars theme on a set of bagpipes that also shoots flames out of it in front of a giant Keep Portland Weird wall mural. <laughs> and it turns out someone has stolen the Unipiper's unicycle, which just makes him a piper. Yeah. Uh, here's the Portland Mercury. Seriously, who smashes a window to steal a friggin' unicycle? The Unipiper tweeted Saturday morning. He shared a photo of the broken back window of his black Volkswagen Golf. Much like the recent Pickles mascot uniform theft, the post took off and fans shared it across multiple social media platforms. We're going to do everything we can to help find this, the Portland Pickles account responded. However, Brian Kidd, who performs as Portland's world-famous Unipiper, world famous. <laughs> later told the Mercury that recovering the unicycle isn't likely. The trail is cold, as the theft actually occurred in October 2021. It continues, for the past two months, I've been on a social media hiatus, Kidd said. That's why I didn't say anything until now. I debated whether or not to even say anything about this at all because I didn't know if Portland needed any more negative attention. The pilfered unicycle was customized with lights on its wheel and a special seat attached. For months after the theft, Kid monitored Craigslist but never caught a glimpse of the unique little monowheel again. And while he filed a police report, he said he never heard about that either. Quote, I realize there are a lot of issues the city is facing right now, so I understand that a stolen unicycle isn't a higher priority, Kid said. Before the theft, Kid always kept a unicycle in the back of his car because he said, you never know when you're going to need one. <laughs> sure. Uh, he's been performing as the flame-spewing, loudly-piping costumed cyclist since 2007, adding the flame aspect and an ever-evolving series of costumes as he went. Over the years, the Unipiper has become a symbol of the city's enduring eccentricity. Kid even founded a nonprofit in 2019 called Portland Weird United with the stated mission of preventing the city's weird from being swept under the rug. Luckily, the, the Unipiper says that his unicycle was covered by insurance. <laughs> there he was. Got to cover your livelihood with insurance. Yeah. And he's already replaced it with a new unicycle, so there's no need to fundraise donations for a new one. Uh, he is, however, using this tragedy as an opportunity to get the word out that the local gigantic brewing company is about to release its first entry in its new Weirdtastic beer series, the Unipiper Hazy IPA, which apparently has an intensely tropical hop aroma of passion fruit, mango, guava, and orange, and goes on sale this Friday. So, if you're in Portland and you like beer... Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I'm glad that he just got it replaced and everything will be... I mean, how expensive could a unicycle be? I'm pretty... They could probably get up there. It's a very particular piece of machinery. Yeah. It's for enthusiasts only. Artisanal. Yeah. Do, do, do the big bike companies, like, does Schwinn sell... <laughs> does Bianchi make a... a I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Carbon fiber. Yeah. I don't mm. know. I'm not uh, an enthusiast of the unicycle, so... But I'm sure it was expensive, and I'm sure it was heartbreaking that it was stolen. Yeah. And I'm sure it's getting zero use, whatever yeah. happened to it. It's probably at the bottom of a river. Yes. 
Uh, anyways, we do have the headlines half of the show coming right up. But first, this episode is sponsored by Bombas. I'm wearing them right now. Bombas' mission is simple. Make the most comfortable clothes ever and match every item sold with an equal item donated. So when you buy Bombas, you are also giving to someone in need. Bombas designed their socks, shirts, and underwear to be the clothes that you can't wait to put on every day. Everything they make is soft, seamless, tagless, and has a luxuriously cozy feel. They're made from super soft materials like merino wool, pima cotton, and even cashmere, which makes them the perfect cozy layers. There's a pair of Bomba socks for everything that you do. They come in tons of options like comfy performance styles for every sport and activity that keeps you moving. Bombas t-shirts are made with thoughtful design features like invisible seams, soft fabrics, and the perfect weight so that they hang just right. Bombas underwear has a barely there feel with second skin support that might make you forget they're even there in a good way. And did you know that socks, underwear, and t-shirts are the three most requested clothing items at homeless shelters? That's why Bombas donates one for every item you buy. Go to bombas.com slash weird and get 20% off your first purchase. That is B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash weird for 20% off. Bombas.com slash weird. And the ankle socks don't fall down your feet. Summer's coming. I know you like those ankle socks. Yeah, ankles out. Never deal with a sock that rolls down into your shoe ever again with yeah. Bombas. Anyways, this episode is also sponsored by Manscaped. Fellas, have you started your spring cleaning yet? Oh, the carpets need cleaning. The drapes need dusting. Your lawn needs mowing. Spring has sprung, and the global leaders in below-the-waist grooming have the best tools for cleaning aisle five in your pants. Time to clear out your winter bush and join the other 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with our code WEIRDNEWS. The Performance Package 4.0 is the only tool that you need to keep your boys looking and smelling like the fresh tulips that your partner wants. To start off your spring cleaning, use the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer to get the most precise shave on your hedges. It's waterproof as well, so no need to worry about watering your grass with this tool. Equipped with an LED light so you know it'll be a major asset to the new shower routine. Clear your holes and smell <laughs> the spring air with the Weed Whacker. This nose and ear hair trimmer provided proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. Yeah, the older I get, the more I need it, and I'm glad to have it. Uh, you got to make sure that you get rid of that foul ball smell, too, with Crop Preserver, the anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer, and also the Crop Reviver. Spray-on toner for your balls. Keep your boys from sticking to your leg and leave them smelling like fresh flowers. And finish off your grooming routine with the Plow 2.0, the perfect razor for the finest shave on your face. Because if you're using the Lawnmower 4.0 on your balls and your face, you're doing it wrong. Get the Plow. The start of spring also marks the start of Testicular Cancer Awareness Month in April. Manscaped has partnered with the Testicular Cancer Society to bring awareness to testicular cancer, men's health, and early cancer detection. Manscaped is committed to raising awareness for the most common form of cancer in men aged 15 to 35 and giving support for fighters, survivors, and families impacted by testicular cancer as part of their We Save Balls initiative. Cool. Smell oh so fresh and so clean this spring. And check yourself before you wreck yourself. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code WEIRDNEWS at manscaped.com. That is 20% off plus free shipping with the code WEIRDNEWS at manscaped.com. It's time to throw out your old hygiene habits and upgrade your life. It's a shame they don't have t testicular awareness during football season so the players could wear ball-shaped gloves and yeah. ball-colored gloves. <laughs> I think that would be nice. Yeah, yeah. You know, <coughs> just something to think about. Maybe yeah. when the XFL is back. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, now let's get to the weirdest headlines from around the world this week, starting with Meet Bex, Kawasaki's rideable robot goat. Yeah, so this is uh, 
something I would have put in uh, tech news if we were doing that this week. Um, this is there was a robot convention recently, I guess, mm. and Kawasaki showed up with the most useless robot I've ever seen. It uh, does it like fully like that, or is it like just wheels underneath its feet, like a oh, it does like one both. of those things at the mall. It transforms. It can it can fold up its its legs, and there's little tiny wheels on its elbows. It's like a go-go uh, gadget. Uh, it, if it wants to go a little faster, and it still goes extremely slow. When it's walking on its legs, it moves the slowest I've ever seen a quadrupedal robot move. Like, it, and it's the the video for it. They're just like blasting EDM, like while they're debuting this thing, and it's just like moving, moving inches. They've with already each step. had this. If you go to like any mall, the kids are riding around on those little uh, animals. They're like little uh, ATVs, but they're shaped like cows. Do the legs actually and... move them? No. Well, that's what they were going for with this. And, I guess. Uh, it's just utterly useless. There's no use for this. Uh, it's a, uh, they're just trying to prove that they can. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, next headline. Flamingo that escaped Kansas Zoo in 2005 spotted in Texas. That's awesome. Living his best life. Yeah, seriously. I didn't know flamingos could live that long. I didn't know flamingos... Uh, were migratory. Apparently they are. This this flamingo has been spotted as north as Wisconsin and as south as, like, uh, the Gulf of Mexico. Did it retain its pink color? Because it can't be feeding on, like, oh, micro-sized shrimp. Is that how it gets uh, pink? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. Um, well, it just goes to show that if, uh, you know, a flamingo is allowed to live in peace and isn't strangled to death by a patron at a fucking amusement park, that's, uh, you know... They can live long, happy lives. Yeah. I believe that was, I think it was in Florida, in like Tampa Bay, where like a drunk person just grabbed it by the neck. Oh my God. Yeah. What are you doing? Leave the flamingos alone. Yeah. Man <laughs> shot by police at San Jose restaurant reportedly disarmed actual gunmen. Oh, wow. Oh, th- who? this is the exact scenario that people always talk about. I mean, yes, you you want as many good guys with guns out there, but um, you you also should be prepared to immediately be shot by the police. Uh, as soon as they arrive. Yeah. Really a, like a very a tense scenario where uh, the person in front of me clearly has a gun and everyone is uh, screaming and freaking out. Not yeah. going to take any chances. And uh, yeah, I do love this pattern that we've seen so much of with like body cam footage where uh, the police literally just roll up and shoot the first person they see without even saying like arms up on the ground. Uh, yeah. They just They just love to show up and immediately open fire on... Whoever they, uh, in the moment, feel... Guys, these bullets are about to expire, so if you have any yeah. uh, <laughs> tense situations today, just unload them. So, yeah, luckily it sounds like this guy lived. Yeah, good. Uh, because usually in these scenarios, if one cop shoots, like, every cop there yeah. just starts unloading. Just, so yeah. they have no idea who the actual kill shot is. Yeah, it looks like this was just one cop getting a little antsy. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's that's what you get for trying to be a hero. Sorry. What a country. Work begins on restoration of North Philly's historic Boner Forever building. <laughs> Explain. Uh, this building in Philly has been vacant for 40 years. It's a historic building, so they can't tear it down. Mm-hmm. But no one wants to restore it at this point. So it's just sat there for a long time, and uh, someone tagged it. And it looks like it was a lot of work, because it's like Boner from top to bottom and then forever next to it uh, with each letter is like an entire floor of the building. Wow. So a lot of paint, a lot of effort, mm-hmm. dangerous. 
Um, and because no one, you know, owns the building, um, they've just sort of left it like that for like 10 years. So it's just, it's the Boner Forever building now. Yeah. But not for much longer. That's history, baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, get, say goodbye to the Boner Forever tag because it's turned into a luxury condo complex. Well, that's cool, I guess. That um, used to be the Boner Forever building. You can call it whatever you want. It's still the Boner Forever building. And people are going to pay $4,500 a month to live there. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I laced my sister's wedding cake with marijuana and guests got high as kites. Fuck this. This sounds funny. I would be miserable. Well, the headline, first of all, I don't know why the headline's in first person because it was not written by the person who did it. Um, and also, they, they say laced. Uh, laced implies that you've uh, you've pulled a fast one on everyone. Yes. That's not what happened here. Okay. This was just someone uh, who made a, one layer of the cake with hash oil and told the guests, like, this is the weed one. Don't eat it unless you want to get high. So everyone knew what was going on. Okay. They, they didn't yeah, all right, all right. Any. But they, yeah, the, the headlines. <laughs> yeah, so I just laced the wedding cake. Yeah. Ha <laughs> ha. Isn't it funny? Yeah. I, I, uh, I people, drugged my family. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, what the fuck? Sick, dude. Yeah, I can't think of a worse thing than being, like, overwhelmingly high on edibles than being overwhelmingly high on edibles that you had no idea you were consuming. At a wedding. Yeah. Yeah, At, yeah oh my God. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound fun. Very weird. Yeah. Mysterious beams of light in the sky have been spotted around the world. It's yeah. just the aliens peeking and be like, nope. Still oh. not ready. No, they're shitting the litter nope. boxes down there. Let's let them, uh, let them cook for another 50, 60. Oh, what's that? Oh, they're, they'll be dead by then. All right, well. We'll just come back in 50 or 60 years. Yeah. Yeah, mm. So yeah, this was, uh, it is weird, though. There's like these, uh, they say the explanation is uh, like crystals in the clouds uh, reflecting a certain type of light beam that comes out of factories or some shit, but. It did get seen. Our big, beautiful factories. Our big, beautiful factories. But yeah, similar, like, on one day, there were sightings of it in, like, ten different places around the world, which is a bit strange, but it's probably not aliens. Probably nothing. And if it is aliens, well, what can you do about it? Press the button. Fire away, Mr. She. (laughs) A $350,000 Bored Ape NFT was just sold for only $115. Damn it. Which which Whoops. should be the actual retail price. Yeah. Yeah. They uh yeah, I don't know what happened. It's probably some glitch cuz whoops. It was the higher highest offer I got, so I had to sell. I yeah. had no choice. Well, there was some big uh finally this week there was a huge $600 million uh hack of a play to earn play to earn game. Uh yeah. Really, and it's sad too, because like I guess most of the player base is just people in really poor countries. Yeah, because like, there's no they're, source of income. If I, I might be wrong, but I have looked into this previously in uh, for other episodes. But basically, like rich people who it's even more fucked up than it sounds. It's like you can rich, loan money, yeah, because rich you, people own the NFTs and they like sublease them to yeah, poor people it, who you, it's like farm. A, you you need a couple hundred dollars to like buy in yeah to get the the chips or whatever so there's a whole uh, secondary economy yeah where uh, they basically give you a payday loan for your uh, yeah <laughs> for your play to earn gotcha game and yeah most of the players the people playing this are in like India and the Philippines 
It's like gold um, farming yeah. for an NFT game. And uh, yeah, now all their, all their in-game credits are completely worthless. And there's nothing anyone can do about it. Oops. Yeah. Yeah. Things are going great. Thing, Web3 is going just great. School picture day on St. Patrick's Day. What could go wrong? Apparently, the photos. Green screen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah that'll happen. Everyone, I don't know why they would have school picture day on St. Patrick's Day. Because, like, a lot of kids are wearing, like, Why is everyone wearing green? Leprechaun t shirts. Yeah, it's like, not just green, but, like, thematically St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, just day hideous shows. Yeah. Very close. Um, and, yeah, now it's just a bunch of kids, like, blending into the background. Just, just their heads and arms floating. Um... It seems like even like I'm like why wouldn't the photographer like immediately? Also, notice? why a green screen? It seems like yeah. like I know that it's easy work to just like put that background in, but like why not just put up uh, like the the stupid cloudy background like yeah. they did, where you don't have to do any post processing of it at all, uh, because it's all getting printed in fucking black and white in most cases anyway. Yeah, I don't know. Seems like a an upcharge that they gave the school, but they were like, but don't worry, we'll get you a discount because we're gonna do it on St. Patrick's Day. Uh, the lowest day, the, the day that nobody wants a photographer around. Yeah. That's when we're going to come take school pictures. <laughs> Are you sure you want us to say? We don't usually get a whole lot of bookings on St. Patrick's Day. You sure? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Are you, have you thought about this? Have you contemplated the greater implications of this? All right. We'll see you there. Yeah, I mean, they shouldn't wear green, just so you know. Uh, oh, they're going to wear green anyway. Okay, well, see okay. you there. Great. Anyway, final headline. It's not actually a headline. Um, this one's... It's the headline for this article is just the world is splitting in two. But uh, putting this here because the Atlantic, uh, who published this article, their choice of graphic, um, well, you know, if you know, you know, it's it's two hands pulling uh, a globe apart. Uh, hand on the left, a hand on the right. No wedding rings, but um, <laughs> yeah, we what we have here is another unintentional goatsy. And if you don't know what that means, well. Just be glad about that and continue with your day. Do not investigate further. Cease your investigations. Yeah, no, I, uh, there, there's, it's actually surprising that a, the younger generation, and I'm glad for them, Yeah. Uh, has no recollection of this because I remember it was like, I don't know, two years ago I posted a Domino's. If you look on the bottom of a Domino's box, it's a goatsy. Yeah, I posted it, it and like no one fucking got it except like, you know, a couple people, but like. Yeah. Um, good. Good for you. Yeah. Goatsy, Tub Girl, they were my Vietnam. They were. Yeah. Anyways, uh, don't look that up. Don't look it up. But you know what you should look up? Our previous videos, which are... Well, by now, everyone's tired of hearing about Will Smith and Chris Rock. Though, they did uh, release separate apologies. Chris Rock's is not real. Oh, it isn't? He did, yeah. People were passing it around. It's not real. It's full of, like, typos, too. Uh, so, yeah, people thought Chris Rock apologized. He did not. He has a show... Uh, Tonight, when we're filming this, he has a show in Boston where I'm assuming he's finally going to uh, yeah, maybe. speak on the situation. Uh, two things, though, uh, that we didn't report at the time, but all the pictures came out of the Oscar after parties where Will Smith is just partying. Yeah. Like, Same not to a care his own in the music. world. Yeah, uh, which kind of makes his apology ring a little hollow. Yeah, um, he also, the Academy released a statement saying they, they actually asked him to leave, and he said no, and they're like, it's a power move. Well, we and you're going to give me a war. They're like, well, we can't send security and the cops to kick this guy out because that's going to look even worse. Yeah. So, uh, all right. 
Also, and, uh, like, yeah, now they're gonna like have a vote on whether to like expel him from the academy. Yeah, uh, uh, so uh, not over yet. Also, like the uh, like, I guess I get it, but it is fucking cringe with like the comedy clubs being like, we support Calm First down. Amendment, First Amendment rights. Calm like, down, just, dude. You're posting cringe. Stop. It just yeah. everyone gets it. Yeah, like. This isn't, it was, it was just this isn't a, a First Amendment rights issue. It was just a heated acting moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're the real gamers. Yeah. Uh, anyways, if you do want to watch that, it's, uh, it's, it's a fun episode. It was a fun episode to film. It's right over here. Uh, also, check out Short King Spring, the uh, other weekly weird news that yeah. just went up. And if you're going to be in Austin, we'll see you there. We're excited. Uh, but we won't have a, we're going to be gone for the weekend, basically. So uh, we'll see you next week for videos. Enjoy the time off. Yeah. Go outside and touch grass. Better yourself. Yeah. All right, we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.